Hi, my name is Joyce Fuentes, and today I'm going to be talking about mental health. Um, mental health and the importance of it has changed throughout the years, in my opinion. Uh, now, more teenagers are trying to be more open about it, and I'm really happy that that's beginning to change. But I feel like parents still don't try to understand or listen, even though they see that they do. Like, they'll be like, oh, um, you can talk to me about anything. But once you do, they just completely shut you out or say that you're making it up. And I always talk to my friends about this. And I remember telling them, like, oh, imagine if parents had some type of um, mental health course or mental health class or lessons or something that they had to take as a parent so they could uh, understand mental health as a whole. Because um, especially in Latin um, Latin households, Asian households, and black households, uh, mental health is uh, not normalized at all. Like, it's very normal to not care about mental health or shut it out completely or tell like they basically tell their kids that they're crazy for feeling the way that they do and uh, i know that from personal experience and i know other friends feel the exact same way it, it's normal for them to say that their that their child is crazy or do anything in their power to just shut out the fact that their child might need some help like some type of help uh my me and my I have a friend that was like um oh when a when a child thinks about um ending their life uh, and the parent most of the time I like parents they care but for the wrong reasons like instead of asking their child why they decided to do that what they could like help them with instead they're worried about their own image and then they start saying like oh why are you doing that I imagine people find out like and of course the child doesn't care if people find out like they it it happened to them but they're they're the parent is just trying to pin it on them like pin it on the child and they're like oh you should have you should have done that because what if someone finds out and in conclusion they just want to be known as like the best parent ever so they can't have their child um hurting themselves in any way or having any type of problem and mental health including mental illness is very shut out in in uh hispanic black and asian households uh, i know from personal experience um talking about adhd and anxiety with my family it took them a while to actually take me to a doctor and be able to um talk to me about it but even now even after the doctor did tell them that they think i have some type of distraction disorder like adhd and an anxiety disorder they still treat me the same way and it's not like it's not like I want them to treat me like all careful around me or anything, but it's the fact that they didn't try to do their own research, which I think is very important. Like as a parent, you're 
you're responsible for your child. And if your child, if the doctor tells you your child has this, your child has that, then it is up to you to, I don't know, if the, if the, teachers, if the doctor doesn't tell you what it, what it means or what something is, then it is your responsibility to go and search that up and learn about it. Because I'm, I constantly get in trouble every day for things that I do that leads back to the fact that I might have this type of disorder. And my parents don't know that because they don't, they don't do their own research. Instead, they probably like they mock me and stuff. And I know many other people feel the same way. I have friends that uh, go through panic attacks all the time and their parents haven't done anything they they say oh i'll take it to a therapist but in the end they just blame the child for the way that they're feeling when in reality it's not their child's fault that they're feeling this way and most of the time things like mental illnesses or disorders like depression anxiety and adhd and etc are genetic so um a parent could have this and could have passed it down to the child but they don't know this because they refuse to acknowledge the fact that mental illness is a thing and they could have it themselves so since they don't believe that it's a thing for themselves and of course they're gonna they're gonna feel the same way about about it for their child and another big thing is social media social media for like a long time normalized things like um self-harm in eating disorders and now it's gotten better to spread awareness for it but there's still the people like um especially on tiktok uh toxic not toxic positivity but um it's gotten to the point where like there's this skinny girl that you see on tiktok and you go to the comments and all it says is um oh my god you reminded me not to eat today oh you're so you're so skinny i wish i'd looked like you oh you're god's favorite oh thank you for reminding me i shouldn't be eating and that those comments are not only gonna make the girl in the video feel so bad but you never know what they're going through you don't you never know maybe they're skinny because they're going through an eating disorder and they don't want to share it with anyone and saying those type of things could actually lead them to make the eating disorder get even worse um and i feel really bad for the people that don't have someone to talk to because like i said lots of parents don't like to hear these type of things so they can't talk to their family which is so bad like your parents um should be someone you could confide in but because of the things that they, the, because of the things that they do and the things that they say it's like you can't you can no longer confide in them because you never know how they're going to react so you go to your friends but there are people that don't have friends because maybe they're they're going through something like they have social anxiety uh and it's gotten really bad like personally um the reason my doctor thinks i have uh, anxiety disorder is because of what i've told him and i also might have social anxiety and my mom still doesn't like believe me in a way even though the doctor said it himself but other people have it even worse and they could be agoraphobic to the point where they can't go out at all because agoraphobia is when 
it's basically even worse than social society. Like, no one talks about it, but agoraphobia is a thing, and it's when they can't leave their house or they have, like, a set schedule because they just can't leave their house because they're scared of seeing people. Like, it's even worse than social anxiety. It's so bad. And I feel... I feel like those... Those people really don't have anyone that could... um talk to unless they have some type of online friend that they made before but those people like they don't have anyone to talk to and and bottling all those feelings up really feels so so bad so not being able to talk to your parents and then not being able to talk to friends it's like it's all in your head you don't have any you don't have a way to all take it out and confess to the things that you've been feeling which it feels very relieving to just say the things on your mind but lots of people can't feel that type of feeling because they're not close enough to someone or they're just not they just don't have friends in general and during quarantine like when quarantine just started i have certain friends that either went down like they their self-confidence went down their mental health went down oh or i have friends that actually got better with their confidence and had better mental health but everyone at one point everyone that i knew had such good mental health towards the end of quarantine and everyone just felt very good about themselves honestly but then school started and then everyone everything went down like everything went downhill for I think almost like 90% of teenagers it was so bad and that's how you know like school is a problem sometimes and when teenagers say that they're burnt out from school or they're tired they have so much work or etc then you you know that they're not lying because there's thousands millions of other teenagers feeling the same way yet no one listens to them and I'm not saying, like, it's the teacher's fault. Because sometimes it could be, depending on the teacher's personality and how they are. Because there are some very rude teachers. Um, I had a teacher in 8th grade. Was it 8th grade? Yes, it was 8th grade. He was my algebra teacher. And me and my other friends had him. And one of my friends, the first day of school, he literally said, Okay, if you have to leave the class, then leave. And he basically all the things he was saying was like oh if you answer these things incorrectly because he gave us this test he was like if you answer these things incorrectly he was basically calling us dumb if we didn't know certain things and we were part of iprep and um our iprep classes they didn't teach us anything honestly it was all the computer and like i forgot what it was called but it was all the computer the teachers didn't do anything so we didn't know as much as the other kids did and my friend that was like one of her first panic attacks and that's a good example of a teacher that like he was a really bad teacher he was basically calling us dumb for for not knowing certain things and when he did teach he was just talking about life but then expected us to know everything um and it feels so bad because he's the type of teacher that even if you did tell him that you had some sort of feeling like social anxiety because he did make you go up in front of the whole class and there was like this little quiz about cubes and squares that you had to do and he just gave you a number and then you had to like answer the question. If you told him you couldn't do that, he would probably make fun of you. And all of us knew it. So 
my friend also had an anxiety and panic attack because of that. Uh, my friend, I have another friend that before every single day of school, she would have panic attacks every single day, and her mom would literally drag her out of the house to go to school. Um, so she's now doing online school, which I'm glad she is. But before it was just so bad because she was supposed to go on bus and she couldn't like she was having panic attacks every single day. But her mom still forced her to go. Her mom wouldn't listen to her basically, and that's a good example of parents just not acknowledging the fact that their their child is not doing well. And social, I feel like a lot of teachers forget that social anxiety is a thing, or they don't believe it in it or something because. Um, I understand that teachers want kids to participate and stuff, but I don't know. I feel like, uh, personally, in fifth grade, I had this one teacher that tried to get to know all of us super well. So she knew if she could tell if one of us didn't understand something, um, etc. Like she was very nice and she understood us very well because she took time to to. Uh, get to know our personalities and how we are so let's say you were too scared to say oh you didn't understand something she could tell like oh you need help with this and you say yes or no because she was very comfortable to be around but there's other teachers that literally force you to participate and then if you don't then you get in trouble somehow and i don't think they notice that most of the time if a teenager doesn't uh, if anyone doesn't participate in a certain activity it just means that they most likely have some sort of social anxiety i had a teacher this year uh my my schedule was not changed but when i was physical i had a teacher where i had this class and she loved doing like group things and i had this one guy in front of me so i knew he was gonna like be my partner and everyone else I didn't know anyone in the class. I didn't know, not even the guy in front of me. I didn't know anyone. I knew people, but I didn't talk to them. And I did. I wasn't planning on talking to them because I didn't know them. So I was scared. Uh, and I knew I was going to be teamed up with him because everyone was getting teamed up. And she doesn't like people doing things alone. She likes teamwork. So I start almost sobbing. Like I was, I had tears in my eyes. And because I was getting such high anxiety from having to talk to someone, someone my age so that's how you know it was really bad and then i texted one of my friends and then she was like oh it's okay breathe breathe and i ended up doing it he was actually a very nice person but even then i did feel very nervous and in the end of the class she was like oh joyce like why don't you like doing group things and i'm like oh sorry it's social anxiety like and i didn't say social anxiety i just said it was my anxiety like i just it feels bad she's like oh i don't get why you have that like i wonder why or stuff like that and that's an, like I feel like teachers should already know about these type of things. Like these things are a thing, and they shouldn't go. Str- in my opinion, teachers shouldn't go straight to talking to like the a, a parent because they should have some sort of a communication with the student. Like in the end of the day, the student is the one taking the class, not the teacher. So the student can easily give you an answer as to why something is happening. 
So let's say the child's not talking class and doesn't like to participate. Don't go and tell the parent because the parent will just end up getting the child in trouble and will end up um, making their anxiety higher. The teacher should talk to the student and ask, why are you not participating? Is there anything um, bothering you or something? Or maybe the, the, the teenager or the kid is very impulsive or does things that they shouldn't be doing. Um, maybe they have something like ADHD, but you talk to the, to the parent and then they end up getting in trouble in their house. When in reality, it's something they can't really control. Like, there's always a reason for something. I don't understand why teachers go straight to telling their parents because the parent, all the parent's going to do is yell at their child and make them, make them feel worse. Uh, like, I've gotten yelled at so many times in my house to the point where I'm, I get anxiety around my parents. Like, uh, if my mom yells her voice, not even directly at me, she just yells her voice and they got anything, raises her voice or something, I immediately get scared. It's and then I, I talk to my friends about this and they feel exactly the same way. So I know it's not just me and it's my friends that have anxiety because I have friends, I have like a few friends that don't experience these type of things, and it's anxiety is so normalized to the point where you just think that you're nervous, but in reality it is anxiety, and it's hard to dif- to tell the difference between nervousness and anxiety. You have to like truly think about it, and I have a friend that. She's done so many things in her life, and I don't know if it's her mom doesn't care, but her mom never does anything about it. Well, she does, but nothing too severe. Like, if I did the things that she did, I would not, I would, my mom would, like, ground me for the rest of my life. But she's lucky enough to have a mom that's pretty chill about it. She says she's open-minded or something, and she's never really gotten the re- she she doesn't have a reason to feel anxious in a way and like i said before it could be genetic but her mom doesn't show signs of it either so i doubt she has it like genetically or in any type of way and she even says herself like she doesn't care about mental health and the reason i think she feels like that is because she doesn't have a reason to like she doesn't have a reason to care about it because she's not experiencing something so badly like a depression um, or anxiety, and depression and anxiety is, like, nothing, basically, compared to everything else that is in mental, everything else that's mental and related to mental health and mental illness and mental disorders, depression and anxiety, it's the most common ones, which is why I think they are the most, um, ones that you can control the most, maybe, like, more easily compared to others, but, of course, there's other ones, like, um ADHD, OCD, and then there's people with trauma, PTSD, people with eating disorders. And since she's never experienced that type of thing, I guess that's why she feels the need to say she doesn't care. When in reality she should care and since she doesn't experience it, then it's easier for her to help a friend out because she's more mentally stable to do so and it's not just two friends helping each other out but they're both feeling bad it's a friend that feels bad but then one that can help her out because she feels better i feel like that would be a better relationship but she clearly doesn't care and that's the bad thing about mental health especially on social media it's always like the people that have some sort of or has bad mental health they're the ones that help out the other people with bad mental health. But if someone has 
doesn't have any type of problem with their mental health then they immediately shut it out like they're like oh why are you talking about this like who cares there's people that have depression that can't get up in the morning they can't go brush their teeth they go days without brushing their teeth and and they can't shower like it's it's that bad and everyone's like yes mental health but once they find out like oh i have depression once they hear someone say oh i have depression i haven't brushed my teeth in a few days they're like oh disgusting that's no excuse like it's so it's like double standards it's like pretty privileged but like for mental health like it doesn't if that makes sense i don't i don't know if that makes sense but it's like it's like mental health has pretty privilege like if it's something you have to talk about then everyone's like yes you're doing great but then if it's something that's affecting you in a physical or high or in a hygiene type of way like not taking a shower then everyone's like you're so stinky you're disgusting it's there's such double standards for that type of stuff it's crazy um and I hate when parents are like, "Oh, you're you're overreacting. Why are you thinking that life is hard when you have everything?" The thing is that parents. One big thing that I know everyone like, everyone my age agree can agree on is that we didn't ask to be put here, like in the world. You know, our parents or our mom birthed us, and when we live, we're living right now, and we're we're a child let's say we're like a toddler or a child or even a teenager when we still don't have any type of income because personally i'm 15 and i don't have a job so we're a teenager no income so of course it's not like we can help ourselves in any way but then our parents are like oh you should be grateful you have a house you have a roof over your head you have a um food and stuff and other people don't have that and i don't think they notice that that is so like it's their try- it's like they're trying to go trip us into feeling grateful and i don't think they notice that it's not that we're not being grateful like they use that excuse if we're ever if we're ever talking back talking back like honestly we don't even talk back most of the time it's just us stating our opinion the same tone that they use but since we're the one using a higher tone on them then they're the ones that get all mad but in reality, we're not talking back. So then they start saying, you should be grateful because you have this and this and this, and I didn't have that, or other people don't have that in the world. And that's like the bare minimum. Like, you decided to have us. You should be the one to provide us with food and with shelter. That's the bare minimum. Like, I don't understand that logic, honestly. Not saying I'm not grateful because I I know I'm extremely lucky to have a roof, but to have, or ants have food, but to have that as a way to make your child feel like they should be more grateful. Like, I have a friend that she's been doing her parents, her mom's, because she's in her dad, she's been doing her mom's taxes since she was eight years old and she did, still does it and she's been through so much trauma she's seen her she's seen her mom her stepdad fight non-stop she had to call the police at eight years old all the time she's been through so much basically as a child and now and even now her mom her she has two brothers and the brothers are old enough to do their own stuff one is a ninth she's she's a 10th grader she is 17 but she's a 10th grader 
Um, no, she's turning 17. She's 16. Her brother is in ninth grade, and her other brother is in eighth, eighth or seventh grade, and she's in tenth grade, and she is 16 years old, and she she's at her friend's house in Homestead, and then her mom randomly calls her to buy pizza for her brothers when she's just trying to have fun alone, when she's already done so much for her family, and then when she asks her mom for a break to stop doing all like so many things. Uh, doing all their taxes, paying their bills, then her mom calls her ungrateful and stuff like that. Like it's, I don't think they notice that they're the ones taking something. To, like they're the ones taking their child for granted, not the other way around. Because I know she's very grateful for all the things that she has to, that she has, and in no way she's trying to be rude to her mother. But her mother takes it the wrong way somehow. I don't understand why, and. That's the same mom that pulled her her child um, every single morning, even though she was having a, pa- a panic attack. She pulled her to school, and she was having the worst time. But you know, she still had to keep on working for her family. At 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 that time, she was in middle school, so at eleven to to thirteen or fourteen years old, so. It's not only the fact that children might take things for granted, it's also parents. And they, they shouldn't be using that excuse of, oh, you have things that other people don't have. Because anyone could clearly see that. And it's not like we're being spoiled in any way. It's not like we're behaving badly if we don't get something. It's just the fact that um, that we're talking back. And when we do talk back, most of the time, it's not even meant as a harmful way. It's like we have to respect them, but then when it comes to us, it's like they don't have to respect us. Like that thing that's like, oh, respect your elders. Like, okay, I'll respect them, but if they're if they're treating me badly, then I'm clearly not gonna be able to put up with that. Honestly, I do because, <laughs> um, like I said, like my entire friend group has some sort of trauma. And my mom went out, she, since we've been in so many arguments, and she's constantly belittle, like, she constantly belittles me, and she's like, oh, you can't talk back to me, you can't say this, you can't say that, da 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 Now I'm, I can't confront people. I see them do something to me, and I'm too scared to confront them, because I feel like I'm going to be gaslighted, because I feel like I'm going to... Um, say something wrong or say like mess up somehow i can't even say no to people in certain situations in most situations i say no to like my friends or something but when it comes to a stranger i'm too scared to say no because i feel like they're gonna get mad at me and they're gonna yell at me because at this point i'm scared of anyone yelling at me because i've been yelled at so many times i get yelled at like probably once to twice a day and even then, like, sometimes I'm not even getting yelled at directly, but I still get scared. And I should be able to feel safe in my house, not feel scared every single time I hear someone yell my name, you know? And I feel like a lot of other people feel the same way. Like, it's, like, a constant fear leaving in your own house. And that's why kids want to leave so early. That's why people, kids are always like, oh, I want to have a car. I want to leave. I want to have a... a I want to have a, it, a, I want to leave at 18, you know, like, I want to move out, um, 
because of the fact that they don't feel happy in their house anymore. They probably never even did, but they act like they do. So, it's not always, like, kids saying certain things to their parents. Sometimes it's also the parents saying things to their kids that could really hurt their mental health. There's a lot of things. There's lots of parents that always say, like, oh, why are you overreacting for certain things? Like... I remember when I, the first time I remember the first time I remember, the first time I remember the first time I told my mom about social anxiety and she basically started telling me that I'm I'm wrong because um I can't be scared to talk to people and I was like it's not a scared where I'm jump scared or something it's it feels different and she was like exactly you don't feel scared like you're it's that's not possible and it's i find it weird how parents just feel like they could talk for their child like yes you know me but you don't know me that well it's not like you're it's not like you're inside of my mind they're like i know you better than anyone you clearly don't i don't get what parents like why parents say that like oh i know you better than i know you better than you know yourself when i tell you something and then you completely ignore how i feel like aren't you supposed to know me uh i thought you didn't (laughs) that's what you're saying but then you say like you show otherwise and um lots of kids go through that like their parents just miss they they miss the whole point of what the child is trying to tell them and that ends up making their child their child's mental health go even like even worse basically so i feel like mental health is very important for both teenagers to talk about and for parents to understand alongside teachers and other adults because um i feel like most adults right now even though we are in the 21st century and most adults are from the 20 20th to 19th century kind of or 18th honestly um i got the research <laughs> but like most parents are around that time i guess they're, they're millennials basically like both my i'm pretty sure my dad is a millennial and I, you know it's like you think they would understand because they're only a few years older than their child like maybe like 20 20 to 30 years older like that's not a big difference because um at that time not lots of things are changed have changed so they probably even felt the same way that their child felt at one point but since they constantly heard oh mental health doesn't matter in their house then they're bringing the same energy back over here and in my opinion it shouldn't be like that like if you feel a certain way and then you your child tells you tells you that they feel some type of way with their mental health and you remember like oh i used to feel that way i don't think they you should dismiss it just because um just because you were told that it was not something to worry about like if you knew it was something you had to worry about and now your child is telling you about it then you should take action and talk to them about it because you felt the same way that they're feeling right now so adults like i feel like the only adults that actually care about teenagers mental health are adults that um that go through bad mental health the adults that are diagnosed with certain things like depression anxiety mental disorders mental illnesses those are the ones that actually 
and listen to their child or listen to teenagers and try to solve the problem because they know what they're going through but parents that normally aren't diagnosed don't pay attention to how their child is feeling at all but then wonder why their child isn't um opening up to them like there's clearly a reason uh, there's cl- there's clearly a reason why the child isn't opening up yet the, ch- the parents dismiss it all and they're like oh why aren't you talking to me why are you not doing this why are you not doing that why are you always in your room like there's a reason i'm always in my room like maybe i don't want to get yelled at all day i love going to friends i love when my friends i literally told this to my friend yesterday i was like i love when my friends come over to my house because my parents are so nice to them so i know like i'm not gonna yell that i'm not gonna get yelled at the entire day like i get to hang out with my friends and i'm not gonna get yelled at that's amazing <laughs> so i feel like adults as a whole should be more should learn more about mental health and be more open-minded when it comes to it even if they don't know about it they should at least take their child's feelings into consideration and um and ask them how they're feeling how they could help maybe you know get therapy because even if you you don't have some type of mental illness therapy is still always a good option to have no matter who you are therapy could help anyone um even if you, you have to have little changes in your life like oh maybe i'm bad at like multitasking or something and there's a reason to it like maybe i'm getting distracted so easily a therapist could probably help you with that and they'll they'll give you little exercises to do to help with your mind getting more focused like it's not only for people with mental illness and i feel like there's a strong stigma there's a strong stigma around like therapy when it comes to um um like I said before, Hispanic, Black, and Asian households, like, people are like, oh, therapy is for crazy people. Why do you want to go to a therapist? My friend, the one that has, that had panic attacks before, her grandma does therapy online, but then when she mentions doing therapy, her grandma's like, oh, you don't have to do that. Like, you're, you sound crazy. What do you mean you need to do therapy? Like, her grandma does it herself, and she won't even let her granddaughter do it. And that's not okay at all i just feel like kids should have a little bit more freedom especially now uh because since parents don't know how to help their kids like they don't help at all and the only ones truly helping are friends i feel like they should at least like let them hang out with their friends more because personally i have to ask in advance before i can see my friends and then they're like, oh, one week, yes, one week, no. And then I basically don't get to see them because on the week that I'm supposed to, then they make me go with them somewhere. So uh, I feel like parents, you know, people are always like, oh, high school is like the best part of your lives. You can have so many memories. And I feel like that only applies for to people that can actually go out because I have not been to any parties I have not done anything super interesting. All I do is see my friends every now and then, and then I don't see them again for a while. And that's not a high school experience. I'm not even talking about, like, quarantine. Like, even before quarantine, freshman year, when I just started, I made a a few friends, yes, but it's not like we we hung out. It's not like I got invited to certain things. Like, and I know I probably won't, and even if I do, I probably won't even go because of the people that I don't know. Like I said, social anxiety is not 
nice it is not a good thing so i would rather stay in with a few friends and go to a party with two or three and then not know everyone else but there's a, like high school is not the same for everyone so i hate how they portray like parents are like oh my god you're gonna have so much fun but in the end they're not allowed to do anything so that's yeah i feel like parents adults should pay more attention to teenagers and how they're feeling and not try to dismiss it or gaslight them because they're literally gaslighting their children about their own feelings and making their their children feel like they they're not valid and they can't feel the way that they are feeling and that is not the way to go because in the end that's just gonna cause like that's gonna cause the child to second guess themselves like how i do like i'm always constantly overthinking which is why i think my anxiety started developing i can't have a conversation without thinking about it after and thinking about how i could have changed what i said or how i said something wrong or how i did something weird and you know a lot of people feel this way because of their parents so yeah i hope adults start changing the way that they see mental health and how they perceive it and i hope social media changes its ways too because it has gotten better but at the same time it it still belittles people and makes people feel super bad about themselves so um i hope that changes soon too